Do you want to do the intro since I mess yeah. it up every time? <laughs> well, that can be our thing. So I can do <laughs> the intro if you want. Go for it. Okay. Hello and welcome to Your Little Sisters Productions Missed Opportunities. Yay! Yay! So <laughs> we are continuing part two. We're talking about the men of Gilmore Girls. Part one, we focused on Rory's men in her life. And we kind of started on Lorelai's men in her life, but this time we're going to focus on Lorelai's men, possibly father if we have time. Yeah, we're so. just going to kind of try and make our way through um, boyfriends and, and co-stars and, and different things like that. So um, so we talked a little bit about Max and <laughs> how um, I don't like him because I saw him in 10th Kingdom and he weirded me out and I expect that same level of weirdness. Anytime I see that actor anywhere, um, well, seeing him act normal weirds me out. I don't know. <laughs> well, and um, I loved him in Tenth Kingdom, and I I kept expecting him to have a wolf tail. Yeah. Because, but I I was never weirded out by Wolf. I liked Wolf, so we both were expecting Tenth Kingdom vibes for him. Him, but yours was more anxiety induced. Didn't like it, and mine was more yes. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, but so he was a good character as far as like writing and storytelling. I think he, because um, I don't, I wasn't heartbroken when they broke up and she leaves him at the altar um, because, you know, he wasn't super great for her, but I also, I liked him, you know, like he was good and That's he was bad. a good person and he was a good character. But, he would have been, and I said this on the last one, but he really would have been a good stepfather for Rory, I think. But Lorelai, the character of Lorelai, she didn't want him to be the stepfather. She wanted him to continuously be her boyfriend forever. And that's why she was picturing marriage. And then she realized at her bachelorette party that she wasn't endgame. You know, she she loved him. But she didn't love him in the forever way. Yeah. It wasn't. And, and they, they put a lot of hints and, and whatnot in there for, for us to know that it wasn't really going to work out in the end. The jealousy of Luke, how Luke would act around Max. One that really, I mean, we already knew Luke liked Lorelai, but that really cemented it. If you had any doubts. And then Max being jealous. Max proposing the way he did it was kind of he proposed as if he was trying to end the fight yeah because they just had an argument and fun fact because in she at the end of the argument he proposes and she's like that's not how you propose you know there should be a thousand daisies and she goes yellow off on daisies. what there's yellow daisies so they actually got a thousand yellow daisies the production did and they put them in there and they realized that because daisies are kind of a thin tiny flower a thousand of them does not look like very much at all. <laughs> so they had to get a lot more. I can't remember the exact number. I just remember watching the, I had the DVDs growing up. So we watched the behind the scenes and I've forgotten the number, but it was way more than 1000 daisies that they had to put in the hotel lobby set because 1000 looks tiny <laughs> because they're tiny flowers. They should have had her pick a big flower, like a chrysanthemum or peony or something. Yeah, peonies, are, peonies can be huge. Oh, yeah. Something with volume. But no, they chose yellow daisies. So 
they got that's what they got for that but anyway so you you get you you get you never meet max's parents like you hear about max's parents and then getting to meet each each other and everything but you never actually meet them i don't know I, max is a good guy but he definitely was not the right match for lorelei but i do feel sorry for rory and i like that they had a moment or scene together i can't remember if it's the same no it's not the same season it's next season where they kind of get to mourn the loss of being stepfather and stepdaughter. Yeah. I like that scene too, where she, Paris um, finds out about the, you know, the awkward relationship that she has and that she hasn't been able to talk to him. And she's at this point hates Rory. So she gives her the assignment of interviewing him because he was voted like best or favorite teacher from the students so she has to interview him and, you know, Paris thinking that she's um, giving her a real problem, but it actually gives her, and I love what she stops the recording and is like, I really wanted you to be my stepdad. And he's like, I really wanted to be your stepdad. <laughs> you know, And it's like, and I, I really think that that was a really good uh, conclusion for the writers to do. I thought that that was really good. I it was one of my favorites that they did that because they get to mourn it, but then they she gets right back into interviewing him and it it it, it gives you closure. Yeah. Of that whole situation. So And so so many writers don't worry about getting closure of any type of any type of relationship. It's like once you've written a character off, they're gone. And, and including people, men in Gilmore Girls that we were just um discussing. I don't even remember his name, but the guy that um, they met at the business class and then he takes her fishing and Luke has to teach her how to fish and all that stuff. That guy just drops off <laughs> and then they have one throwaway line, you know, I think like a season later where she's just like, well, that just kind of fizzled out, you know, like it. I mean, it they went fishing. There. They went to a Broadway show with Jackson and Suki. Uh-huh. You remember that? He was there. He had his own teenage kids so he kind of it was funny he has like one interaction with Rory and I kind of like it because he's just like go back to sleep he has teenagers he knows he does how to handle them and talk yeah. with them, handle them forward talk with them and he's not trying to be impressive to her or anything I liked him I knew he wasn't end game I keep saying that for all the men I think I said the same thing about Max we all know it's who it is at the end spoilers Luke you get that from the very <laughs> beginning of the show so yeah. but I kind of wish we got a little bit more for closure just like we said at least with Max we got some closure yeah or just and also because I thought he was an interesting character they met at the she and Suki went to the thing because they wanted to open up their own hotel and it was supposed to be a, a class on how to run a hotel or something. It's right. not just to be a sales pitch at the end. And they met and talked about coffee. And I thought it was really cute me. And then Suki had the misunderstanding. Yeah. Cause Suki uh, met the, how they, like Suki was friends with his friend and yeah. they, she acts flirted accidentally. That whole scene is like, <laughs> and they conveniently had her have her jacket over her left hand. So he couldn't see the wedding ring. So he thought it was all clear to to flirt with her. And then who's the next guy that Lorelai 
dates. I mean, so that guy is. Well, the important one is Christopher. Oh, Christopher. You're right. Christopher. We can talk talk about Jason first if you want, because Christopher, I feel like is a long one. But well, let's Jason- talk about there, there, because there's different situations with Christopher. Okay. This is this is the one where he leaves at Suki's wedding, correct? Yes. This is the time when it's Suki, the episode of Suki's wedding, is when they break up. Yes, because his girlfriend, who he had left, hadn't Found completely broken up with, but but had left. Um, found out she was pregnant and and so him and Lorelai get together and they are um, gonna try uh, try and try and get together so it's so Christopher comes to town and he's saying yes to all these activities with her and Rory and he's saying yes to all this stuff and Lorelai's kind of surprised because last time it was he had a check with Sherry, who is the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, Sherry and I aren't doing all that great. We left. They did not officially break up him and Sherry, but they had not been talking. They had not been in. They just hadn't been acting like a couple in any way. They basically both knew the relationship was over. They just hadn't had the official we're broken up speech talk, apparently. Yeah. And so he and Lorelai hook up. And they're really happy. They're going to go for it. Christopher seems to have his life together. He has a car, not just a motorcycle. He has a job that he shows up to every day, Monday through Friday. And so they're really excited. Her parents even see them at the wedding and are excited for it. It's a whole big deal. And then he gets the call from Sherry that she's pregnant. And the only possibility for the father is Christopher. And yeah. he doesn't want to make the same mistake that he did with Lorelai and Rory, which is not be in the baby's life. So he decides to go back to Sherry in order to support her and be there for the baby and try to make it work with her for the baby. And that just crushes Lorelai's heart. And But then he also... But we'll talk about how we think of him at this time. Because he comes back later... And it's one of my favorite acting scenes uh, from him and Lorelai and Rory and Emily because he comes to the Friday night dinner and he's trying to talk to Lorelai and she just says, are you still with Sherry? Yes. Is she still pregnant? Yes. Then we're in the same position. There's nothing to talk about. And he's like, I just don't like this. I don't want this. And she says, but this is what we have. Yeah. You have a pregnant girlfriend. You rightly so decided not to abandon your child because she would have loved to have him in her life and not have have her child been abandoned by her father so she doesn't want him to leave sherry and the baby but she also doesn't want to see him and rory's mad she says go be somebody else's dad because you know he finally gets his act together and it's with someone else and with another baby not her and emily becomes scary (laughs) it's like you need to go Christopher and Emily is you know 100% um for Christopher she's always wanted Christopher to end up with Lorelai and get his life together and all that stuff so for her to decide you need to leave and for her to tell him like 
because Lorelai is like, it hurts. It hurts to see you. I don't want to be friends with you. It hurts. And Rory yells at him and is like, you know, mom's not keeping me away from you. You promised you wouldn't break her heart. And then you did. I, I personally am mad at you. You know, it's not, it's not her being mad. It's I'm mad at you. And then Emily just comes in and is like, you need to leave. Like it was such a, a change and a good support that Emily finally came around to the idea of, I really love my daughter with this guy, but I can see that he's hurting her. So I'm finally going to decide with my daughter and, and um, I can see how much pain she's in. It, it was a very good scene. <laughs> it was a very good acting and it, and it was very good writing. It was just good storytelling. Absolutely. And my favorite part is that it, we have this really big dramatic scene and then as Christopher leaves, Loreline looks really gratefully at Emily, like, thank you so much for doing that. And Emily smiles and they have about a one second, if that moment. And then she goes, oh my gosh, she realizes something's burning. Yeah. And she just <laughs> runs out. And so it gives you that little bit of relief that you kind of need after a heavy scene. Yeah. Or I always thought it, that was sad because they, she and Loreline didn't have a longer moment, but they still had a moment, which is... Well, and it works for the it works for their storytelling and their character. They they never really figure out like they they never really figure out their relationship throughout the whole thing. Even in um, a year in a life, they're still trying to figure that out. Um, but then with Christopher, he goes away. Um, Sherry ends up leave like. First, Sherry tries to involve Rory into their life and wants to, them to kind of be like a good blended family, um, co-parenting and all that stuff and having Gigi be Rory's sister and everything like that. And, and, and having Lorelai be Auntie Lorelai. Right. Um, and then Sherry ends up leaving and Christopher is a single parent and his daughter is spoiled and Lorelai babysits her and is like, that kid is out of control. Um, so their relationship goes up and down a lot after that. Um, and Lorelai goes through relationships, you know, different relationships. Um, and then she's finally with Luke and then there's Christopher again. <laughs> and then when Luke breaks up with her, Luke doesn't break up with her. Um, Luke finds out he has a daughter all that drama and then she goes back to Christopher when she is done quote unquote done with uh, Luke she goes to Christopher and then it kind of seems like she stays with Christopher I mean it, it doesn't just continuously happen but she is with Christopher for a long time <laughs> because she was so heartbroken over Luke not wanting to marry her and lying to her about having a child and so she is so broken about that that she goes to Christopher Christopher is of course willing and then they have a whole relationship and they end up getting married without Rory there and they go to Paris for a while or whatever and it's like you can just like it's like it's like this fairy tale like that we've all seen coming because, you know, from the very beginning, you can tell that she has a thing for Christopher. And Christopher has always had a thing for her. They almost did it before Suki's wedding. You know, they, they almost had that perfect relationship. And then now they're finally married. They're finally together. Gigi's living with them. He's trying to fit into the town. And you just know, like, it was so 
well done, like well acted, well written that you knew, like, even though so many seasons, it could have been Luke or it could have been Christopher. When it finally is Christopher, you're like, this is, this is not right. Mm-hmm. This doesn't fit. This doesn't work. <laughs> like something well, was always off, no matter how much she tried to convince the audience that it was right. She, it was like, no she moment. was always trying to convince herself. And it was wrong. If, if you ever were in any doubt about them being wrong, one of the best episodes they did to really show that it wasn't going to work out was the episode with the knitting marathon. Yeah. Where I think people pledge, oh, you know, every however much you knit, they pledge a certain amount of money to donate to, was it, it was either build a bridge. It was building a bridge, yeah. Yeah, it was building a bridge. and. Repair. They're, they're always doing something with the bridge. I think one year they had to raise money for a tarp to cover the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was something to do with the bridge that they're always having to do something for. And Christopher happens to have quite a lot of money. Yeah, he inherited a bunch. Yeah, he's a multimillionaire as far as we know. So he hears the women kind of complaining oh my hands are so cold you know they're gonna freeze to death in this weather because it's cold and they're doing the knitting marathon outside in the fall back east which is cold if you've ever been back east or anywhere where there's weather where i am there's one it's hot (laughs) but (laughs) other places get cold anyway so they're complaining but they're all together they're all knitting and he is not quite understanding the town's dynamic Right. Yeah. They all prepared. They had been knitting for so long in, to practice their knitting and get their speed up to par so they can knit as much as possible to raise as much money. They all got together wearing warm clothes and they had this whole plan to spend the whole day doing this knitting marathon. And he hears them, you know, doing these complaints and stuff. He doesn't understand that they're all there doing it together. And it's a yeah. town event and it's a quirky thing. And yes, there's going to be complaints of the cold in their hands and their fingers falling up from frostbite and whatnot, but it's fun. And it's a, it's what they've been planning. He just goes up and he donates the entirety of the amount to Taylor. Right, that they were trying to earn. Yeah, the entirety of the amount that they were trying to earn within less than an hour. Something, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And he thinks everyone's so grateful and they're all packing up like, oh, well, I guess I have the whole day now. And <laughs> there's just so not. And his welcome wagon was really boring stuff. <laughs> yeah. It just, he didn't quite, he was willing, even though he has all, all apparently all the money in the world, they did look at other houses, but he moves in with Lorelai. As does Gigi. Her lifestyle doesn't really seem to change all that much with Christopher around. Well, and again, that's kind of the problem with Mm Lorelai is that she's so attached to her life that she's unwilling to compromise for anyone. And even Christopher, who has been in her life, you know, forever, and he has been important in her life forever, even for him, she wasn't able to give up the idea of the life that she had just with, you know, Adam Ann. And um, you really see that with Christopher and her's relationship once they're married and they're trying so hard. And it's, it's so sad 
because you know Christopher wants this so bad and it's the same thing with Lorelai is where she wants it but she knows it's wrong and she's ignoring all those wrong signals like the reason she didn't invite Rory to the wedding was because she's like you would have talked me out of it and I I mean that's always a red flag that if you have to not invite somebody because they are they will talk you out of it it's like not you're afraid that they're going to bad mouth something and you don't want to hear them complain or you don't you're like you know this is right and so you don't want to listen to somebody tell you it's wrong type thing but if you're afraid that somebody's actually going to talk you out of marrying someone because it's a stupid thing to do like you're probably not with the right person it's such a build-up to her and Christopher because you're right it does go back and forth is it Christopher is it Luke Christopher is the one that she got pregnant with Rory with obviously and he goes up and down in his involvement in Rory's life which is just sad but he does he gets better as it at it as the time goes by and then in a year in the life he just what business was he in I don't do you remember. remember I don't remember I don't know if they explain maybe they do but he is just so unhappy he's not with anybody that I remember Gigi I don't even think we see Gigi which is so weird because she, she is Rory's half sister I mean I get it when she was little you can only have little kids on set for so long and it, she didn't really fit into the grown-up world of Gilmore Girls so much but We see April, but we don't see Gigi. I think that has to do with the actresses. Um, The girl that plays April is uh, a lot more famous than the the little girl that played Gigi. And I don't think people really cared about the character of Gigi. Um, I did. And it didn't have to be the same actress. Just get a little. Yeah. (laughs) They do talk about Gigi. I don't remember what he says that she's up to, but like he, he like gives her an update of what Gigi's doing. So they, they are in contact and everything. It's but yeah, just, his, his storyline does not <laughs> his storyline does not get closure ever. No. And then you're in the life when you meet him. He's well, the problem is is that several times throughout his uh run on the show, his character gets it together. And then yes. he throws like and then he's a mess. And then he gets it together. And then he's a mess. You know, like and he goes up and down. So it's like he's got it together, but he didn't he's he's didn't get it together in a way that looks lasting it looks like just all of the other times that he got it together that didn't last because he wasn't happy or it it wasn't right or whatever and so it's like you don't ever feel like oh my gosh he found his calling you know like I wish they had given him something that was so completely out of all of the elements that they've already we've already seen him in we've already seen him do insurance and try to do it with the business with Richard and and his father and he hated it and he, he left that, that lifestyle. He he did the motorcycle, you know, random bar uh, type thing and he didn't like it. And, and then he has, you know, he inherits a ton of money and he just is working, um, staying at home with Gigi or working just a little bit and stuff like that. We see him go up and down so much that it would have been nice to like have him buy a ranch or something and race horses, you know, like something ridiculously out there that we didn't see kind of what they did with Emily where like, it's so you like, you have to get them completely out of the world that they're in, in order to make it work because him getting his life together, 
doing a job like that's just it's just not a satisfying ending because we've seen him get it together we've seen him had a job and and it didn't it didn't work it didn't make him happy he never like hit the spot that the whole show is about like Lorelai found her niche her she found her life and she loves it so much and every time like you have a concluding story in the show that's what happens is somebody finds that that light and Christopher just did not get there ever and it just it's so sad because Christopher's not a bad guy you know like he's always trying like I feel like that's his character stereo like his type (laughs) his typecast is like he's trying he's always trying you know he's trying to marry Lorelai he's trying to be a good dad he's trying to be a good dad to Gigi he's trying to be a good employee he's like he's just always trying and I feel like in a year in a life he's still trying you know like he never got it which is just sad to see I, I I I said it before I'm not the biggest fan of a year in the life but and a big part of it if not the majority, the majority of it is where they put the characters so many years later. And I really had hoped that in raising Gigi and seeing her have aspirations and goals and whatnot, he would maybe have stumbled across something that he liked, just like you said, a ranch with horses, or maybe he owns a race track or a race car. That would, I think that would have been up Christopher's lane to own a race car and, is that how it works? Yeah. Like you own a race car and you get sponsors and a driver? Um, you, yeah. 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 I thought that would be so You own a race team. That's what it's all. Yeah. I thought, I thought that would be fun. Something like that. But so he and Lorelai, they have a relationship a few times throughout the show. It's always up and down. He seems to be around. He doesn't seem to be around when she's with max so much i mean he's around but she calls him and stuff he doesn't come into the life and disrupt anything except when she's with luke i don't remember him being around with jason because jason's the other long relationship that she has right that's not just a random three episode fizzling out thing so let's talk about jason because jason is so different from every other guy that she is with he is my least he might even be my least favorite character on the show wow just because like there are characters that like you love to hate you know and there are characters that are just you know whatever but like jason i really i really just don't like him period. Uh, And I really just don't like him with Lorelai. I really don't like him when he is with Richard and that whole business thing. And I don't like him with Rory. Like he's, I don't know, he gives me the creeps. And I don't know if it's the actor. I haven't seen him in anything else that I can think of off the top of my head, or if it's just the way they wrote the character. I really just don't like him. Like he's quick witted and, you know, fast talker, which is definitely Lorelai's aesthetic. (laughs) But I just, just, I don't know. I, I don't know why, but like he, I, he might be my least favorite character. See, I do not feel that way about him. I don't love him, but I, I don't hate him. And I actually thought it was fun to see Lorelai with someone like him, even though, again, I didn't want him to be 
her forever guy, and I knew he wasn't going to be her forever guy. He did have, I will say, I think the writers gave him one too many quirks. Possibly two or three too many quirks. He, his apartment is very minimalistic, which I, I like. I, I don't like a whole lot of knickknacks and stuff because I kind of have that now and I'm trying to minimize that. But he also has this dog that apparently was raised by mute monks or something. So it's a completely silent dog and knows how to follow commands such as a little to the left. And he'll get up and move yeah. a little to the left <laughs> and will just turn around and stare at the, di- it, the dog just sits there. It doesn't want to do tricks. Doesn't want to come eat treats. And I'm like, okay, that's one weird quirk. And then they give him the thing where he has such bad insomnia that he literally cannot sleep in the same room as another person. Right. So she has to sleep in her own room. And his the guest room is awesome. He he keeps he shows her the guest room and he says, You have this TV and you have books and you have this and that. And it's all these awesome features. And she's like, This is the coolest room. He says, It really is. I wish it could be mine. And she's like, Well, you live here. It could be. He said, No. I would never, ever sleep. And I'm like, okay, that's another weird quirk. And I don't know, as just as we get to know him further, I just, I feel they were trying to make him quirky because that's Gilmore Girls. And I think they just went a little overboard with him. But I don't hate him. I thought it was a fun romance for what it was. I hated that they kept it a secret from her parents. I didn't I didn't like that part very much because when they do find out everything blows up and sounds like his life, his business life gets ruined, which I didn't like Richard for very much. Yeah, but then he screws over Richard and it's well, like he, su- he sues Richard. Yeah. Which we never find out the result of that lawsuit. But and she said, well, you know, I can't be in a relationship with someone who's suing my father. And then the next time we see him, he doesn't even mention that. He's not like, well, I dropped the lawsuit just so I can be with you or anything. Like, it's just not even. No, like, he completes the lawsuit. I I, I have no recollection of. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, when he showed up to try to get Lorelai again, she one of the things she had told him was beforehand was that she couldn't be with someone who was suing her father. He's like, well, what else am I supposed to do? You know, he's screwing over my life and whatnot. And, but then when he shows up to try to win her back at the end, this is the episode when she and Luke finally get together and Jason mysteriously disappears (laughs) Uh, because he was there waiting for her all the time. And then next thing we know, he's just gone and we know nothing about him. But he doesn't say, I dropped the lawsuit or, you know, I lived with the lawsuit, but I had to because X, Y, or Z. But I did not like that. Rich- I know we're not talking about Richard right now, but I did not like what Richard did. Unnecessary and underhanded to go behind Jason's back and basically just screw him over like that. Yes, he yeah. was lying to you about day- dating your daughter. But, but that wasn't been- why he did that. He... Richard had done that before he had he had put that in motion before he found out about him and Lorelai well that just makes it all the much worse yeah like it's it's not a it's not a bright shiny moment for Richard (laughs) no but Jason he Jason was really quirky he was very quick-witted I did like some of 
the moment, like some of the wit between him and Lorelai, I always found really entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's always funny. They're in bed together and her mom calls her on her cell phone and Lorelai starts getting up and she's in like a slip nighty thing and she starts getting up and getting her clothes back on and whatnot. And he's so confused. She's like, I can't talk to my mother while naked. <laughs> Like that part makes me laugh. That part would make me laugh no matter which guy she was with. I just found that funny. I found it funny that they knew each other from childhood. Mm-hmm. And she called him Digger or Duggar. Digger? I think Digger is what, like the 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 grown men used to call him Digger. Yeah, Digger. And, and that's then... why he leaves his father's firm. He screws his father over to go with Richard, who they were forcing him to retire. Yeah. And he goes with Richard and um, screws his father over. And because he's like, I don't want, like, I'm so sick of being called Digger. I'm sick of people treating me like I'm a child because I work for my dad's firm and everything. So I want to go on my own. And, you know, like, kind of, so he's, he wasn't great at <laughs> Like, he just, that's like, 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 he just doesn't, I don't know, he, he just he doesn't. Me. Sorry. Yeah, he yeah, that's like he just bugs me. He just is one of those people who has like no scruples as far as like screwing people over in the business aspect, yet he is pained and hurt and angry um when someone does it to him. And then yeah. when Lorelai is like, We're done, it's over, he's still, you know, he tells Luke that they're together. Um even though they're not, even though she has like told him over and over, like, we're not together. I'm done. Like we're over. And he's like, I'm, but like when he comes back, he doesn't come back penitent or like, I've, you know, changed my mind. I've done something like you were saying, like he, he doesn't come back and say, I dropped the lawsuit or anything. He just comes back and is like, we're still together because this is my decision. And Oh, that just that. Uh, it just yeah. No, that was I, never... I didn't like Jason for that. I like yeah. Jason. Oh, their first date was a really funny episode. Their first date was a disaster. They he did not understand anything that Lorelai wanted. They go to this great restaurant. She's really excited, and then they have a private room that's completely silent. Obviously, they're the only two in there, and she wants to be out with the people and stuff. And he said, well, you know, I paid an arm and a leg for this. It's a restaurant that is, like, famous for having famous people eat there. And so she yeah. was, like, so excited to see all the famous people that they're going to see at this restaurant. And then they're in a private room where there's no other diners. Like, she's like, how am I supposed to see a celebrity if we're back here? So, and so then, then they, they go to a drive through they go to a drive-thru, but he doesn't want the food at the drive-thru. And so she declines any food. And so then they're driving and she just starts complaining about how hungry she is. and Or he, maybe he starts, one of them starts complaining about how hungry they are. And they both just get hungry and cranky together. So she tells him, you know, get off this exit. And they go into the grocery store. And he said, what are we supposed to get here that we don't have to cook? Yeah. And he talks an employee into letting them into the back room so she can find the chips that she likes and they end up eating on a little table right outside the grocery store with grocery store bought food and super fancy clothes and yeah it's a I, I thought it was a really fun 
episode. I like that episode. I thought it was funny. And it started off such a disaster and then kind of grew into that. I think part of what made the relationship attractive to Lorelai was the fact that she knew it was something her parents would disapprove of because that's kind of something Lorelai deals with. She even has an existential crisis about it, I think, in season seven of Gilmore Girls where do I only like the things I like because I know my mother would disapprove of them or do I actually like them? Yeah. And so she like starts experimenting. Like, like Pop-Tarts, the way she wears her hair, the men she likes, everything. She starts really evaluating that. And I think that was part of the draw for her and Jason. And that's, she never told her parents about the two of them. I agree. I think that their date in the supermarket was cute and, and his quirks with the little dog. But I just don't like the character. And well and, and that's now, okay like, that's okay, like, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't like his business side I thought his quirky side was a one too many quirks but it was fun to, to see Lorelai with someone quirky like that but at the end of the day yeah no his business side his business side was not all that great well and I just don't think his relationships I, I think he dealt with it the same way like his his whole attitude towards the relationship um, and especially towards the end of their relationship, I just didn't, I didn't like it at all. Then leads us to Luke and Lorelai's first kiss. I... So now we get to talk about our, well, I don't know if it's our favorite. He's my favorite, Luke. <laughs> the the end game for, for Lorelai, yeah. for sure. Luke is such a great character. Um, I remember watching uh, interviews with the cast and is it Scott Peterson is his name? Yes, um, the actor Scott Patterson, Patterson, I think. And he used um, yeah he used to be a baseball player, which is why he always has the baseball cap on. Yeah, and he said I had so many men like angry at me for that their wives were mad at them for for not being <laughs> like Luke, you know, and and like you ruined my life <laughs> because of that. I. I like Luke. I think Luke was such a steady character. He was so in love with Lorelai. He was so good. And I, I really resonated with that character because that is a lot of how the men in my life are cranky, cantankerous, <laughs> but also would absolutely build you a hope, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and, and so I, I always, I never thought of him as being some weird unicorn that would, you know, like that doesn't exist Um, because he was, he was obviously a romanticized version of the people I grew up around who, you know, like the burnt marshmallows really uh, angry and crunchy on the outside, but just softies on the inside, you know, Um, he was like, he was, he was like the glorified Hollywood version of that. And so I always liked the character um, and I was glad I like him with Lorelai. That's the one problem I think I have with a lot of star, like a lot of um, couples where, you know, they're going to be a couple and it takes them all the seasons to get together and then they break up or, you know, like all that um, is like, you have to like both of them together. And I do like him with Lorelai. I think he treats her right, but I think he is the only man that she treats right you know what I mean like and yeah. um 
I don't like the way that Lorelai treats men. I never have. And I think I've made that pretty clear on this podcast. Like she does not treat men well. She is a horrible girlfriend. Um, But when it comes to Luke, there are very few things that she did with Luke in that relationship that made me angry at her or made me think like, oh my gosh, this is so her fault or she's not treating him well or anything like that. Like, I feel like because they were such good friends and had such a good relationship and the fact that like them dating came on like, like the way that it would in a, in a movie in, or not in a movie, but in real life where he like kind of asked her out <laughs> and he kind of, um, you know, but he brings her flowers and he's like, I did everything that the book said. And then you have a boyfriend. And she's like, I don't, I promise I'm not with him. You know? And he's like, I was doing it. Like I was trying. And she's like, I know I love the flowers. I loved what you were doing. And she knew what he, she knew that he was pursuing her and she was happy about it. And she's like, I'm still processing, but like, she was happy about it. You know, like I just, I, I like them together. He's the one person that I don't think she treats badly. And I think it's because he doesn't take her crap. Like he takes a lot of crap from her, but like when it comes down to it, he like, he doesn't take the unreasonable crap. Then the only thing, thing well, maybe not the only thing, the one thing that I will say I was so mad at Lorelai for and Rory encouraged it. I blame Lorelai's past actions for Rory encouraging it was Christopher's a sore subject with Luke because Mm -hmm. of everything that happens with, with, Lorelai and Christopher and this is before she and Christopher get married so this is after them being in a relationship probably once or twice and his Christopher's father dies and Lorelai goes over there to be with Christopher and comfort him and she says we drank tequila and talked and that was it but she knows that Christopher is a sore subject with Luke so she and Rory talk about it and they decide not to tell Luke but then Lorelai's parents have a vow renewal, vow renewal, a second wedding, but to each other, basically. And Emily, being Emily, had gone to Christopher before the wedding and told him, hey, you're the one that needs to be with Lorelai. You need to man up. You need to make a move. She's with someone that's not suitable for her, not suitable to be Rory's stepfather. You're the father. Do something. So he shows up to the wedding we kind of see him take a drink or two. So he's a, at the very least a little buzzed. Mm-hmm. You know, like he gets fully drunk. And Lorelai kind of knows what's going to happen. She knows Christopher well enough to know that he's going to do or say something real stupid. So she tells Luke at the wedding. And she's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like a while ago, this happened. And I didn't tell you and I should have and it was stupid and I'm really sorry and I'm telling you now because and the only reason I'm telling you she doesn't say it but the implication or outright statement is I'm only telling you so that Christopher doesn't tell you first and I lie to you and I wouldn't have told you otherwise which is why he's mad because what is she hiding why did she hide it why would she tell him only out of fear that Christopher would if there was nothing that happened. That is so <laughs> indicative of Lorelai. Um, but it's also um, the funny thing is, is that it's exactly the opposite of what happens when um, her and Christopher are married and Luke is trying to get custody rights for his daughter and Lorelai writes a letter yeah. and she doesn't yeah. tell Christopher. And it's and like, it's the same thing. 
<laughs> she does not learn from her mistakes at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's like, that's what I mean. Like she's a bad girlfriend because she's afraid of the confrontation. And so she lies. And when, and I don't know if I can stress this enough to everyone. And I know we get preachy on this show all the time, but <laughs> My advice to anyone in a relationship is even if it's going to be hard, if it's, even if it's going to be a fight, like you be honest. And first of all, if it's going to be a fight and you, you like your partner's not going to approve, maybe don't do it first of all. But if it's something like with, with the letter with Luke, like um, he could have lost custody of his child. Like that is something that you feel like you really need to do. So you tell your partner and like, his father died, like Christopher's father died, like, I'm going to go spend time with this person who has been in my life. He's the father of my child. Like, I'm going to go be with him, because his father just died. And that's a really hard thing. Like, you tell your partner those things. And and Luke, and Luke understood the father dying part. When Lorelai first tells Luke that Christopher's father died, you see the sympathy and empathy on his face, because his father's death is a really big theme of what has made Luke Luke throughout the show he really misses his dad and it's sad that his dad died so at first he's very sympathetic he's like oh oh my gosh like thanks for telling me his dad died I'll say sorry but then she's like well that's that's not why I'm telling (laughs) you you know you see that's where he thinks it's going and it goes a different direction anyway but aside but also that night this is nothing to do with the relationship but it is it's more to do with Rory and Logan that's the first night that Rory and Logan kiss isn't it the first time they, they kiss is that the wedding i think so they go to a pri- they, they're in this side parlor room and they kiss and they start making out and whatnot and lorelei bursts in because she's been looking for rory for pictures and then she sees you know that they're making out and she's like oh hi and then christopher is there a boy in there with rory and christopher bursts in and wants to kick logan's butt and then lorelei shows him out and then luke comes in or is it the other way? Either way, then Luke comes in. He's like, hands in the air. I want to see hands in the air. Yeah. <laughs> she has to force them out and they have to go a back way. And poor Logan gets scared off because it's it's the mom and the dad and the potential stepdad. Yeah. <laughs> All bearing down on it. Anyway, that's one of my favorite just little short clips is when they're all... They, they don't like each other at that moment. You know, Luke's upset with Lorelai. Lorelai's upset with Christopher. And Luke's yeah. also upset with Christopher. You know, but they all come together to tell Logan to get away from Rory. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But I, I like Luke because he also, he's been there in Rory's life. Yeah. And he does sweet things. He, he's exactly what you said. He's a burnt marshmallow. He makes a little cake and puts sets balloons up on a table, especially for her on her birthday. But when she, you know, s- tries to be like, "Oh, you're such a softie, such a sweetie," he says, "Count to three and they're gone." You know? Yeah, <laughs> he's that character, but he's there for her. He does. He's well, willing and- to do things and take time out of his life to be there and take care of her. He makes her chicken noodle soup when she's sick and. Is protective when Jess is dating her. He's more concerned about her than him, <laughs> right? Even though Jess well, is his nephew. Yeah, and the thing of it is also is that yes, he was there for Rory and he was so good to Rory, but like he was good to a lot of people. Like Lane, he was so oh, good yeah. to her, and she was, and he was uh, a big part of her life. 
And like, cause that's just the person that he was like, he did it. Yes. Because he was in love with Lorelai, but he also just did it because that's who he was. Like when Lane needed a job, he was there. And when Zach needed a job because Lane <laughs> was pregnant and like, you know, he was, he was a very father figure to a lot of people. And, um, he was, you know, him arguing with Taylor all the time <laughs> and things like that. But like, he was still for all of the, the people around that. They all knew Luke. They all went to Luke. They all cared about Luke and he cared about them. And so, yes, he was more there for Rory than anybody else, but he was also like, you also have to admit, like he was there for a lot of people, you know, like he cared about a lot of people and he hated all the town nonsense, but he participated and he made food when was necessary and he made coffee when was necessary, you know, like, yeah. He was he was just a very good character, and I think he was done really well. He was acted really well, even. Mm-hmm. And I know you hate absolutely hate the child, um, random child showing up trope, but I hate I... that trope so much. <laughs> and and he handled it so bad, and it was so kind of out of character. But because him not telling Lorelai, and he says it was out of fear because he was like, as soon as she meets you. She's going to love you more than me. The problem is, is with that, is that he still should have told Lorelai. Like, Miss Patty knew, and all of the other people knew Luke's daughter was there. Like, that was a thing. And Lorelai didn't know. Painful to me. Like, that's not some little infraction or something that's like a big deal like that's not being a bad boyfriend that's being a big like a bad person (laughs) like that was that was very and I think they had to like but there was no other way to break them up like you know like what could we possibly do to make these two people who we've spent the this entire uh five years I think she comes in the fifth season or whatever like we've been putting them together we've made them perfect for each other what can we do to break them up? <laughs> what drama can we give them? Have Luke do something completely out of character? Because I, I thought it, I, I thought it was. I understand him not telling her that hey, a random girl came into the diner, said I was her dad, and then him finding out, and maybe taking a, a few days or maybe even a week to process. But once he's processed it and he's not in just shell shocked, and he's in contact with her, I thought he should have told Lorelai. And then when she does find out, he does tell her, you know, I just want time for me in April on our own and everything but I think and I think that would have gone over better if hey I found out last week I have a daughter I want to spend some time with her instead of hey I've been hiding this from you for however long and so I've already had time with her and now I want you to continue to not be around yeah. her yeah it was a long time because it was to the point where he had already had sort of the arguments with the mom because um, April shows up and then she come like he goes to her fair, finds out it really is him as as her father, and then April comes back without permission. I think it's without permission, but anyway, she comes back and he has to take her home. He talks with the mother, April's mother. They have this whole clarification thing, and then April is allowed to go and visit him. So like when when Lorelai finds out about it. Other people have already met this girl, know her story, know who she is. And she's like filling salt shakers at his diner. And um, so like at, so this is like a regular thing by the time Lorelai finds out, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> like, And the fact that Lorelai forgives him period 
you know, is, is amazing. But the way that it goes about, like, yeah, they had to do something that was completely out of character for Luke. How could, like, what would be more important to Luke than Lorelai? Well, he'd have to, like, have a kid. Well, who's he going to have a kid with? We've only mentioned, like, three women, you know, like, pick one. And it can't be Rachel, you know. And so, and his sister even says, like, she's like, it was Anna, Anna, something. Anna. She's like, well, you're not exactly a Casanova. There's, like, three people it could be. Um and but yeah it's like from a storyteller's point of view I don't know how else they could have broken them up that wouldn't I just wish they wouldn't have oh I mean, yeah, I'm, so I'm a big like, there are websites dedicated to like hating April and like <laughs> that is awful I don't yeah. hate April I I hate the storyline I hate the trope I hate the storyline for Luke and Lorelai but I don't hate April. She never herself is not a bad character. No, I thought she was a fun character. Actually, I really yeah. liked her. I thought and she I would was. Have, I would have liked her in any other capacity. Like, but yeah, like so many people were angry at her, and the actress who plays her, um, she did another show that's on right now. I just saw the commercial for it, but like, um, basically she plays herself and someone is like it's your favorite Gilmore Girls character and they're like oh my gosh it's April you ruined my life you ruined everything you were the worst thing and she's like yeah I know there's like an entire like anti-fan club of April (laughs) because of the people that hate her so much that is so awful that's so sad and like I said April did not do anything to break Luke and Lorelai up now if they had introduced April and then she for whatever reason didn't like Lorelai and try to do things like if she tried to do the opposite of parent trap basically where she was trying to break them up I could see that but she was just herself and Luke is the one who made all the decisions so that makes no sense to do that also for young kids that had to be hard as a young actor to to see that because it, it can be hard to separate they don't like me as a person even though they don't know you versus they don't like the character I'm playing and sometimes it's hard for people online to do the same thing yeah so that's all so just really mean and stupid but put the blame where the blame lies the blame was on Luke I thought it was out of character for Luke but the blame was on Luke anyway yeah that's one of the hardest storylines for me to watch is while he's not telling Lorelai and then even once he has told her keeping her out of the picture for as long and then and I get Anna Anna's anger when Lorelai steps in and helps the party and then has yeah. a sleepover and Anna does not know that she doesn't know who Lorelai I, I I have kids if a person that I don't know I have never met I haven't vetted comes in and they step into the party and not only do they help the party or around my kid but then they have a sleepover and Luke the father because it's all girls he's in another room you're saying you left my child unsupervised with someone that I don't you know them but I don't you know what I mean both parents should know and be comfortable with the people your kids are spending time with so I understood Anna's anger at that as I've gotten older when I was younger I thought it was ridiculous but now that I'm older I get it (laughs) I get it like I've always understood her anger but I think the problem is isn't the fact that she 
got mad at the situation. It was how she proceeded after that. Yeah, um, she proceeded after because, that was stupid. Like, but. I feel like, okay, you need to yell at him. You need to explain that this is not okay. You need to explain why it's not okay. And you are 100%, you know, okay with being angry at this situation. However, moving forward, you should meet the person that your daughter spent the night with. Like, you should meet that person. You should vet them. And then you should be like, okay, like, this person is okay or this person is not okay. You know, like, rather than... I don't want my daughter around this person ever at all. Like stay away like that. Like the way that she proceeds is really just not. She not was unreasonable. Yeah. Very unreasonable. And then she tries to take um, April away and all that stuff. Like I really, um, I get her anger and how she acted like on the phone call when she's like yelling at him and stuff. I'm like, yeah, that's totally justified. It's everything after that <laughs> rather than like, okay, let me meet this person. Let me vet them for myself. Let me decide. And then we can move forward kind of thing. Yeah. Like it, it was, it makes you not like her, even though like she was in, like you said, she was in the right, but it makes you not like her because she becomes unreasonable instantly. I mean, on he, she chose to be a single mom if she had told Luke that she was pregnant, 100% Luke would have been involved in that little girl's life. Oh, absolutely. He might not have been with, with Anna or Anna, however you say it. I My child watches Frozen every day, so I keep wanting to say Anna, but I think it's Anna. Yeah, <laughs> but Luke 100% would have been in the child's life. He would have paid child support, no problem. He would be taking her out on the weekend. He would just be the best dad because we see that just like you said with Rory and with Lane and anyone. And with Je- when Jess comes, you know, he really tries his best to help Jess out, even though he doesn't have experience. That's just who he is. And it makes me one, it makes me sad that April didn't have that for the first 12 years of her life. Right. She, like it's not fair to April. No, it's totally not fair to April. She didn't even, Anna never told Luke at all. So she chose to raise the child on her own and I which think i think it's sad I, I don't think i i agree it's very frustrating I, there are certain circumstances when do, you don't tell the father if in another world the person who you got pregnant by was extraordinarily abusive and you know they would abuse your child maybe not tell them and get them to safety but luke was so not that mm-hmm. i just don't see the reasoning of why she would choose to do that. But then she got so used to being a single mom. It's kind of like when Lorelai wanted Max in her life, but didn't want him to be stepdad to Rory. She was okay with Luke being in April's life as someone that she goes and hangs out with now and then, but she didn't really want him to be a father because she didn't, she wanted all the parenting decisions to be hers and hers alone. Which is completely unreasonable and unfair. Like with with Lorelai, Christopher always knew that Rory existed. He always knew he could have been a part of like, and he was, he emailed her a lot. They, they spoke every Wednesday or something like that. And he went to different um, activities. He chose to be absent a lot of the time. Like he had other priorities. He didn't, you know, like um, she's like, he said he was definitely coming. And so it's like a 50, 50 chance he'll be there. And she's like, I don't know. I think it's 60, 40. He sounded really serious, you know? So it's like, he has always been involved with her, but the, the reason why Lorelai makes all parenting decisions is because 
Christopher doesn't want to take on the fatherly role of that. He wants to, he wants his daughter to have um, steadiness and structure that Lorelai is providing. And he never wants to undermine that. And he never wants to have to deal with it. And the only time that he ever actually tries to is, you know, at the wedding when he's like yelling at, <laughs> at uh, Christopher made the decision to let Lorelai be the sole parent. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he wanted, he wanted a relationship with his daughter, but he didn't want to be a parent to his daughter, you know, in any, in any sense of like discipline or making tough life decisions or stuff like that. Like he wanted her to be able to come to him when she needed him and he wanted to just have a relationship, but Luke never had that opportunity. You know, no. she made all of the decisions. She made the decision to have the child, um, be hers not his no parenting no custody no nothing like she didn't even give him the option and so it and and this is just a in the world big pet peeve of mine I know a lot of men who found out later in life that they had children that they didn't know about and I know a lot of like people who've grown up with deadbeat dads and then you look at these these men who never found, who never knew that they had a child and they're like trying to get custody now, or they're trying to move. I knew a couple people that tried to move um, across the country to be by their kid that they didn't know existed. And I'm like, women, if you get pregnant and you are not afraid of the, like for the child's safety, then you need to tell the father, <laughs> like, that's not okay to just rob someone of the opportunity being a father yeah being a father being a parent of having any type of relationship like even if all he wanted was a relationship like Christopher which was just I just want a relationship with her I don't want to be her father but I want to be relationship like that type of thing give them the opportunity because so many people grow up without dads or they have these deadbeat dads who never do anything and they're always trying to fight to get you know um not custody they're always trying to fight to get the um payments what are they Child, child support. support that's the word <laughs> I know words and um, they're always trying to fight to get child support from these fathers or they want their fathers to show up at at you know graduations or plays or sporting events and and their dads don't and it's like but then you have women who don't tell men that they're pregnant or that they have a child or you know and it's so unfair because you have to give someone the opportunity you know, like, even if you're not going to hound them for child support, like, give them the opportunity to at least have a relationship, like, even if it's a crappy relationship, like, just let them have the opportunity. And well, that child is theirs as well. One, yeah. fathers are not second class parents, they are just as much a parent as a mom, because half their DNA is in that your, your child is half the mom and half the dad, the mom carries them in the womb. I think that's mm -hmm. why a lot of women feel as though the child is more theirs than the dad's. But the dad's DNA is in that child just as yeah. much as the mother's DNA is. It's not more so. So fathers are not second class citizens. Fathers are very important figureheads in people's lives. I lost my dad when I was a teenager. So I both had a dad and not had a dad. And let me tell you, I liked having my dad <laughs> in my life as a father figure yeah. and everything. So and I, I know people also with lots of varying different situations. And again, as long as there's not abuse or anything, and this is a TV show where they don't really show abusive parents. Well, 
Logan's parents. But you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, especially as the romantic lead, he represents a lot of those guys that you're saying that given the opportunity, they would do the right thing. The right thing being have a relationship with the child, whether it's as as a father, as a parental figure who co-parents or as someone who is just there for them and they are in their life and they go on trips or spend time together, whatever the, you decide. And it makes me it makes us mad because we see it in real life. And that's what TV shows sometimes do is they mirror real life. Yeah. And the fact that we I I don't think that the writers knew Luke was a father until they needed a reason to break him and Lorelai up. Right. Which is why they made all this stuff. And then they needed a reason for there to be some more drama in Luke's life after Lola is gone. So they do the whole custody battle uh, because Anna just wants to move away and she doesn't want to decide on there being what, what custody she wants for April between her and Luke. She just wants to take her and be like, okay, you guys have a relationship now. Bye. I'm just going to take her and yeah. not take that into consideration. Like absolutely also- no respect for their relationship. No respect. And it's not just respect for Luke. It's no respect for her own daughter who's built this relationship with him. It's just, they did not make Anna a good character, unfortunately. Yeah. So I always. She's like the embodiment of everything that you can do wrong in that situation. (laughs) 100%. Everything that, like, anytime that she had the opportunity to be perceived as like even when she like again even when she was in the right like they made it like even when she was in the right she was still so, so wrong <laughs> you know like you she just pushed really it don't far. like her as a person and it's sad because I wanted to like April's mom I wanted there to be somewhat of a cordial relationship between her and Luke but she just makes that impossible and you just kind of start to wonder what he saw in her when they did date of course I also didn't really see Luke and that one blonde lawyer that he marries yeah. for like a week and then gets divorced from because yeah. they get married on a cruise ship all drunk and then they get divorced I don't I, I didn't ever see him liking her I actually saw why he liked Rachel yeah when Rachel comes I saw why he liked her I saw them together the lawyer not so much and then Anna because of how how they did her character they just wanted her to be an antagonist I didn't like that either I didn't see that why he would be in a relationship with her either yeah because she seemed just really unreasonable and Lorelai for all her other faults and flaws she just like you said she always left the door open to Christopher to take whatever role he wanted if he showed up one day and said hey I want to be part of the parenting she'd be like okay cool here's where we are you know let me bring you up to speed and you know what let's go move forward from here she always left that door open for him and she didn't ever seem to be bitter or angry about the relationship with like she didn't keep Rory from Christopher Right. She never stood in the way of Christopher having a relationship. And she always respected, like, if Rory was mad at her dad and didn't want to speak with him, she she would respect that. If she was mad at Christopher and Rory wasn't, she respected that Rory was talking to him again. And, you know, and and she was very good about it. So that is one thing that I do like about Lorelai and that relationship. And 
even though I do think she's a bad girlfriend, I do think she's a really good character. She, and she I, is. She's a flawed human being. She had to grow up really fast. And so she be- she became a mom very young. She was lucky enough to have a daughter that she gets along with as a friend. I and mean, that's the whole premise of the show. They're best friends, even though they're mother and daughter. And then they go through stuff that puts turbulence in that relationship. But she never really got to experience grown-up relationships. Right. She didn't get... So she's learning these lessons late in life. Right. Like, she's kind of the equivalent of, like, a teenage girlfriend. <laughs> yes. No, she being she a little... Really is, though. <laughs> she really and poor is. Luke has to sit there. Oh, we forgot to w- mention one guy that she does go on a date with. I forgot this. And it's so funny. Remember when she's in business class in college? It's literally just one episode. The really young guy that she meets at the vending machine who's in her business class and he's so young and they got on a date and it's really awkward and whatnot. But then he comes to the diner. He comes to Stars Hollow with his parents and he's dressed so... He looks so young. Yeah. I like the actor. He looks so young. And Luke just cannot stop making fun of it. <laughs> yeah, I like the actor that plays that kid. He was on a show that I liked growing up um, that only had like one season. But I liked him. And it was so funny because I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> and it's that one random guy. Yeah. And he he flirts with her at business class. And then he comes in. And then Lorelai, or not Lorelai, Rory is giving her such a hard time. And she's like oh my gosh, like he should have had like one of those hats with the propellers on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. And it's also one of the first times I think that someone's really pointed out to Lorelai how Luke feels because it's kind of been danced around, but Suki points it out. You know, he waited for you through Max and through this other, all these uh, guys. I want to say the other guy's name was Alex, but I could be way off the fishing. That does sound right. Alex. And then you know he's waiting and waiting for you and he sees this really young kid and he's like oh my goodness will she just date anybody but me because Luke was kind of being frosty toward Lorelai yeah and Suki's like the whole town can see it why can't you see it and but it takes a while for Lorelai to mature to be the kind of girlfriend that she needs to be to Luke even with the mistake of not telling him about the night with Christopher that was nothing and but by then she had matured a lot through her experiences and so it was necessary because she really is a te- like a teenager when it comes to relationships yeah which is why she and Rory having relationships at the same time in the early seasons is really funny because they're both kind of in the same boat yeah I remember when her, Logan, and um, Luke and Lorelai are there, and they go to the Martha's Vineyard, maybe? And they go to, like, his his cabin or whatever, and they are, um, you know, like, they're showing, um, Rory Rory is showing her around, and they have the whole gym thing, which is funny, Um, but then uh, Rory is like, you know, these could be the ones. And Lorelai's like, uh, you know, like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, this is the one for Lorelai, but this is not, not the one for Rory. Yeah. 
I did, I mean, we did talk about Logan and Rory last time and everything. I I think with a different character arc, I would have liked Logan a lot more. The problem being, and we said it last time, he brings out the worst in, in Rory. Yeah. But I, I really wish they would have given him a different character arc. Because that I would I don't hate Logan as a character. I don't no. like Rory with him, but I don't hate him as a character. And I think if they had given him a different character arc, I don't know if Rory would have been interested in staying with him, but I would have liked him a lot better and kind of wished, okay, if not, it's not going to be Jess, maybe it can be this guy because the arc I wanted him to have was very similar to a Jess arc where he finds something that he loves to do, something that he's good at and does it and he gains emotional intelligence and matures up. And you, you sort of, you start to see that in Logan. They, they start going that way with Logan. And they and blow then it they up. crash and burn. <laughs> yeah. And then it crash um, and burns. So, but, yeah. Anyway, we're pretty, we're pretty far over. But just, <laughs> just to kind of um, reiterate, I guess, everything is, it's funny because Luke is endgame. And the only other even kind of contender was Christopher. And those are like the two, you know, there's so many men in, in this show. Like there's Taylor and there's Kirk and <laughs> Zach. And we, we, we talked about Zach and Brian. Jackson. Jackson is such a great character. Oh, Michelle. Who can forget Michelle? And I do love Michelle. I, he was one of my favorite characters. No, um, we are completely booked that day. No, we are completely. <laughs> I just love him as a character I think he was so great Um, he called my French accent Canadian which is funny because the actor actually is Canadian and that's where he got his French accent (laughs) I really liked him I I don't like what they did with him in A Year in the Life either honestly I was not impressed. I mean, I don't like what they did with anyone in Near in the Life, so that doesn't yeah. really... And Lorelai, I like, I like Lorelai. <laughs> That's the problem, okay, is I like Lorelai. Still... But she was kind of mean sometimes. That pool scene? But that's by the pool? She, like, yeah, I agree. I do think that they were... But again, I I attribute that to Rory. <laughs> like, Because that's like... I feel like with Lorelai, it's always in good fun. And with Rory, it's like that's her personality at that point, you know? Yeah, Rory. Maybe we'll do a separate podcast episode. Just, <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched A Year in the Life in a while because I just haven't liked it. But maybe we should. Re- well, I don't have Netflix. That might be a problem. But we can talk about all our qualms with it because there are a lot. There's a lot there. But the men, Kirk is hilarious. Taylor is. They're all great i like the the men of stars hollow Uh, yeah and i think that the thing that amy sherman paladino really got right as far as writing male characters is that they all were very in-depth characters like um they were all whole people you know (laughs) like yeah like well-rounded very well-rounded characters every character like every male character in stars hollow was a whole uncompleted character and i really appreciate that because there's so many shows on that they aren't you know like they're they're just background or they're just 
one dimensional or their himbos or, you know, like don't have any brains or any substance to them until they become like a lead. And what I loved about this show was that all of the weird, like even, um, oh, the one guy whose name I, but like the guy with the beard. Guy with the beard? Taylor? Yeah. No, not Taylor. He's like, but he's always there, but he's never really like importance. I want to say like Alan or Alex or something like that, but I don't remember. Anyway, even those characters, Andrew, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, he doesn't have a beard, but he does on the bookshop. And like, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like there are so many characters that um, are well-rounded. Like even if they, even if you only see them for one or two episodes, they are a part of the the dialogue. They're constantly talking about them. Like, Al's pancake world and they talk about Al <laughs> we never meet Al but, no, never, but he's a character but he's a character in the show and you get a sense of him just from them talking and just from him being mentioned in the dialogue and stuff like and um oh who's Babette's husband Maury Maury like he's a great character he and Babette are who and he has like four lines in the entire series <laughs> <laughs> but he's so good because he's so great with Babette he's like I love it when uh, this sounds bad I was gonna say I love it when their cat dies but I really do <laughs> love those episodes because it shows like this like mourning side of Maury that um you, because Babette's the crazy one right <laughs> and so yeah. she's having a funeral for her cat and she's you know crazy about her cat or whatever but then Maury is so like he loved them too and he loves his life with Babette and like I just I don't know because you see a lot of women like Babette who are loud and talkative and crazy and no busybodies and and all that stuff but then you see their like poor downtrodden husband and and that trope which is so stupid and Maury was so not like that he loved his life he loved his silly little wife and and everything and I like all of that. I just, I love all the weird characters in the show. And I think that the men were done right because they are so very different from each other. Yes. None of them are the same because in real life, people are not the same. And Kirk is what I just keep thinking of hilarious scenes. Like when he did the dance of the evolution of man. So he starts as a baby and then he's growing up and- that scene was funny i mean almost every scene with kirk is great they they took a few episodes to get him to be who he is they had the actor james gunn and they had him in the first few episodes of gilmore girls and they i I could tell they weren't really sure where they wanted to go with him but they wanted him to be something and then they finally decided who he was gonna be so if ever you are newbie to gilmore girls and you see James Gunn and you're confused why he's not Kirk for like three or four episodes. It's because they mm-hmm. took a while to decide who he was going to be. <laughs> they even have yeah. a whole thing where he has a, a Miss Patty gets mad at him and they have no idea who each other are. And it's just weird because later yeah. on she's known him his whole life. But yeah, Kirk is probably my favorite side character followed closely, probably by Taylor just because of his fights with Luke. He Taylor is such a good um, antagonist, right? Because he's not yes. like a bad guy, but he's just he's this foil to Luke, 
and he's a foil to like everybody in town or he's like he is the bad guy but he's actually not a bad guy you know like he's the he's red just... tape of bu- he's the bureaucracy yeah exactly people have to go through and he takes things a little too far like thinking any kid who skates board is a hoodlum and Right. I do like his old fashioned soda shop with the ice cream and everything. I thought that was really cute idea and whatnot. But I mean, I I also like Suki and Jackson's arguments about the vegetables. I kind of miss it once they get married. I think they only have one or two arguments after that, and then yeah. they end it. Uh, what else? Well, you just can't stop seeing them that way. But I think yeah. Jackson is a great character. He is. He is. He works well with Suki. I'm glad they didn't draw their romance out too long. Well, and I like the fact that, like, the best friend gets married first. <laughs> like, that yes. very rarely happens um, in shows. They're either, like, the best friend is already married in a happy relationship or, you know, but it was, like, these two single ladies who work together, are best friends, wanting to go into business together, and one of them gets married and and I'm a chubby girl so I always love when the chubby girls get married and <laughs> so and they I don't always, mention her weight in the show ever, ever. never mention love that and she's and she's just funny and she's quirky and and has her own light and I love that Jackson just is the perfect pairing for her he's the vegetable guy he's the farmer he and I love um the scene and I actually think it might be in a year in a life. I don't know. Remember, but the scene where they go and sleep in the vegetables. Oh, that's not. That's in. Oh, I want to say season four. Five. It's when they're about to open up their hotel, and she yeah. wanted the vegetables to be perfect, and so he was gonna sleep with the zucchini. And then they all go out sure there, and they cold. all sleep with the <laughs> zucchini. Yeah. No, that's I a great that. scene. Well, and I love like the episode where I love when Jackson like. Uh, becomes mayor and he's like mad at Lorelai because she's like you're you want me to be mayor stuff too but um I don't want to be get yeah I love that and and I just, well, and then and Suki I love just forges his Suki forges his signature so that he can get extra parking spaces <laughs> yeah well I just I love I love his relationship with Lorelai like he is a good like friend's husband you know like he's got like he is it's never awkward they can hang out but there's never overstepping of bounds on either part he's always always great with um rory and like i remember when um suki gets pregnant and she knows the sex of the baby but like he refuses to know until (laughs) like the day and so um he recruits Rory to like be his. Uh, she has the button. I don't want to know the sex of my I baby. I don't want to know the sex of my baby. Uh, <laughs> buttons and stuff. Like I, I really like that. I think he's such a great character, and he is. he's one of he's one of my favorite characters. Um, that is not just like a main character. He's he's pretty close to a main character. He's very good. Really yeah, he and Suki are side to the main characters but also kind of main because they're in it so often which is accurate when you have a best friend and especially if the best friend's married you do a lot of double dates or you're at each other's houses a lot and so you see each other a lot well and we work together so like a lot of the scenes Mm -hmm. it's it's good and I love that he understands Suki and 
um, and she understands him. <laughs> and like they have like he has the pajamas with the pictures of himself on it, like <laughs> the wrestling pictures. It's just it's just cute. It's a very good relationship. And I it love really when Whitney, he's like, she makes his favorite dinner and stuff. And he's like, you cheated on me. And she's like, I learned <laughs> it accidentally. <laughs> and he's like, no, every time I hear this music or I see this food, like, I'm going to remember that you cheated on me. And she's like, I learned it accidentally. And I love that that's the reaction that he gets from flirting accidentally. You know, like, he's so <laughs> upset. Like, he can't believe she would. And it's like, that I think is just it's cute it's healthy like because you know like they're gonna make up and everything like that but it was just if I like their relationship a lot another and the way part that, that I oh sorry oh go ahead well another part that I really love is he moves into Suki's house because Suki owns her own home and it has a, um, at least three bedrooms I would assume because they live there once they have kids so he moves into her home when they get married and she believes that the house is too girly she wants to man it up for him and everything and she's talking to Lorelai about it he says I really don't want anything to change and she's like but the bathroom is pink he's like I like pink why do you like pink you're a man because I'm very very gay <laughs> <laughs> and he just kisses her and leaves and he's perfectly fine with the house as it is. he's not lying he's perfect well he's lying about being gay that was a sarcastic comment because he's marrying Suki but yeah. he is perfectly fine with the house just as it is he's secure in his masculinity that he doesn't need to man up for the house or whatever that means however you do that but then Suki goes and buys everything that she thinks is manly it's, as it's possible like a giant bear <laughs> <laughs> a giant bear like, that's terrifying what if we the night and get a heart attack <laughs> she gets yeah. like, like the the trout, singing trout <laughs> She's like, I don't want you to resent me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really just, funny. Things like that. They're they're exaggerated for TV, of course. But when you really are a couple and you're living together, it does become a conversation of you, we don't want one person completely taking over the other person's design style or whatnot. Uh-huh. And I've had that conversation of, are you sure you're okay with this? With my husband him being like, yes. I'm like, are you sure you're not going to hate me later? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Suki yeah. and I, I don't want you to resent me. So there's a lot of truth in their relationship. Yeah. But it's exaggerated, and, of course. And I remember the the big drama with them is the vasectomy. So oh, she, she never ordered forced him. That was yeah, dumb. She, she should have she told her. Him. So she forces him to get a vasectomy. She's um just had a baby she's like i've decided you're getting a vasectomy i've scheduled it go right now like go get a vasectomy and he does not do it and he um from then on like she was staying on her birth control pills anyway because um the the effects that it had for like her skin and stuff like that so she she was staying on it and so he wasn't worried that he didn't get the vasectomy and then he lies to her and then it's like too late and he's like I'm pretty sure she's pregnant but she doesn't think she's pregnant because she thought I got a vasectomy and like that whole situation and I think it's funny because it's like that is like that is a real thing that is a big deal he lied she Mm. ordered and like it was a tough situation, but he shouldn't like he shouldn't have lied. And now they're pregnant and they're gonna have a kid. And she's like angry. And then Laura oh, like kind of talks yeah. her into like, you know, like, hey, remember like having a baby is actually a good thing and all this stuff. And um, 
but I like the fact that like that is a big thing and that's kind of something like that's almost on the level of what Luke did of lying to Lorelai about having a child (laughs) and then um Jackson lying about getting a vasectomy so that they have a child you know I wonder what was going on with Amy and her husband during that season because there's a lot of husbands lie or men lie (laughs) (laughs) was this indicative of any maritable maritable marital problems or personal problems in life did a man lie to her because I just realized that is pretty much the same yeah a lot of men lying around that same time period yeah but I think the difference obviously is that once it comes to a head he does everything he can to like fix it and then they they finally have the argument um whereas Luke and Lorelai never actually have the argument they just kind of end things because she postpones or she says it's okay to postpone the wedding even though she doesn't feel that way he's like happy about it and then she can't handle it and then the Christopher thing like it it escalates because neither one of them is willing to actually say how they feel and how mad they are Jackson and Suki have something that's on that same kind of level of lying and deceiving and all that stuff and with massive consequences and yet they still are able to work it out because they have those conversations (laughs) you know like they they actually have the conversations they actually have the fight and so if you're looking for role models for a good relationship, <laughs> don't look at the Gilmore Girls. Look Ooh. at Suki St. Jade's and <laughs> Jackson, whatever his last name is. Belleville. What? Belleville, yeah. Belleville, yeah. And then I know we're at an hour and a half, but can we touch on Richard just real fast? Because I think he's the last the main last man that we haven't really touched on. I think he is a very well done, very well acted character. I think Mm -hmm. the mistakes that he makes throughout the show are very understandable um, due to the way that his, like, they're all in line with all of his character flaws. Um, He does a lot of really shady things. um, Business-wise, yes. With his his family, even, like... um, taking worry to yield and all and all that stuff yes. like he, he does he does underhanded things he does shady things but they all are in character with him and the, the life he wants for his daughter and for his family and his granddaughter and he does show very genuine remorse when he is remorseful and he does um act accordingly i guess his character is very steadfast throughout like <laughs> you know like he doesn't go yeah. through a whole lot of growth because but he he goes through some and i and i i like him as a character he's a good antagonist because he makes a lot of mistakes that you can kind of see coming yeah well and he he, the growth even though it's not too much growth but he does say at the i want to say it's at the end of season seven possibly even the last episode how proud he is of lorelei and it means so much to her because she just kind of was waiting for life and I he's one of my favorite characters even though he does shady stuff that I don't like and disagree with sometimes he really is one of my favorites he well he's one of those characters or those people where like you can disagree but you know deep down he always has Lorelai's back you know he always has Rory's back like you know like he doesn't approve of her he's gonna insult her he's gonna try and his 
darndest to get her on the path that he wants her on. But in the end, push come to shove, he's always got her back, you know? Absolutely. One of my favorite, favorite scenes uh, is, I want to say it's season four, when Logan has, he ran into Rory's classroom and he did that scene with Colin and Finn where he's like, no, I, she's with me now. And Colin's like, no, I love her. You know, she just left without a word and they just make a huge scene and the class never settles down. And Rory is so upset that he ruined a class for her because she'll never get that time back with that lecturer. And so she tells her grandpa about it and they come up with this plan where the grandpa goes up to Logan because he knows Logan's parents and right. everything. He's like, Logan, my boy, I heard about the whole incident, you know. I talked to the parents, it's all arranged. It's gonna be a wonderful marriage. The Gilmores and the Huntsburgers together. <laughs> yeah. And Logan's just completely stupefied. And it's just a big practical joke. And then he wants to know if there's anyone else he can talk to <laughs> for Rory's sake. <laughs> That's it's just a cute, really fun scene. I like it when we get to see the more playful side of Richard because it's there. Yeah. It's definitely there. And he one of the mistakes he makes in his marriage is not telling Emily he retired. That was a big mistake. Or he quit. Was it quit or retired? Or is it synonymous at his age? Because he was kind of near retirement age anyway. Well, they, they were forcing him to retire. and he That's quit. right. So that's one of the big mistakes he makes. And then also not telling her that he had lunch once a year with his ex-fiance, Penelope Lott. Penelope Lott. <laughs> I always remember how she says it. So that was another mistake. But he was never unfaithful to Emily. He never was cruel or mean to Emily that we ever saw and he never tried to be cruel or mean to Lorelai he just was not emotionally there as she needed I think he he and Lorelai even mentions you know he's a good man he did exactly what he thought was right he went to work he provided he made sure we were safe and taken care of and he yeah. didn't think that there was more that was needed and but he learns over time that there is more that is needed he did did a lot of things for Lorelai like I remember when um Emily sets her up with this like incredibly boring date and so the window and he catches her and she's like please don't make me go back down there and he's like and then like Emily, she's not here, <laughs> you know, like, and he lets her go. <laughs> I love that. But it, but that's the thing. It's like, again, he always has her back. Like, he doesn't approve. He doesn't like it. Um, but push come to shove. And I think that that is appropriate in the fact that why she breaks up with Jason is, oh, you hate your father and you have all these issues. And it's like, right. But I'm not going to be dating someone who is suing my father. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she had his back at that point, you know? And, and, and so I, I like their relationship, even though it is strained and tortured and <laughs> beaten, uh, beaten the dead horse for a couple of seasons. But I do, I do like him. I think he's a great character because again, he's always doing like, like you said, he's doing what he thinks is right. He always is. 
shady and and underhanded and messed up but it's what he thinks is right you know like it's for the greater good type of mentality so I think that's all the men except for just a few side men here and there of Gilmore Girls we really like Gilmore Girls we're big fans as you can tell I used to have all the DVDs I sold them a while back and then I just thought I would forever have Netflix and I no longer have Netflix anymore because I didn't think it was worth it to pay it for just Gilmore Girls because honestly that was like the only thing I would watch on there. Right. That and Love is Blind, I think. But <laughs> you'll have to buy so, it like on Voodoo or something else. But... Yes, I need to buy it so I can because talking about it has made me want want to rewatch a lot of it. And I've started listening to some video essays people have put up about it just because I miss the Gilmore Girls world. It really is such a comfort place for me because I grew up watching it and every time I watch I notice something new or different or I learn something new or have different feelings you know before I really liked that character and their choice and it made sense and then I watch it again older and I think no that was not the decision to make after all and anyway I love Gilmore Girls we should do more episodes maybe not immediately after this we'll give it a break but we'll come up with more topics because there's a lot in Gilmore Girls to break down especially when you get to a year in the life (laughs) yes so let us know on our social media um what Gilmore Girls topics you would like us to do in future episodes and what topics in general or any movies that you would like us to review or talk about um we have a instagram Uh, Your Little Sisters Productions. We have a YouTube channel, obviously Your Little Sisters Productions. You can check out all of our videos that we have up on there. Lots of great videos that we have, short films, music videos, a web series. Um, And then you can check us out if you want to support us, patreon.com slash Flake. That's T-A-I-A-J-O-Y-F-L-A-K-E. And you can pick on, there's two different tiers, one for this podcast, all the money will go towards this podcast, whether it's getting us new equipment or whatever to, uh, I don't know, we we kind of call it like, yeah, enhance our quality. We call it found footage style that we do here. Um, Or you can support our YouTube channel. We're going to be coming out with more music videos and things like that. And you can check that out. Uh, we also have Facebook, which you can always comment on. Let us know what you're thinking, what you would love to hear. And yeah, let us know what Gilmore Girls topics and who is your favorite Gilmore Girls man. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I love Jess. You know, I do. But I really think Luke, just by a hair, beats, it, <laughs> beats him because he's there longer. We get more content from him. And because he helps Jess become who Jess is later on down the line. Without Luke, I don't know if Jess would have been able to feel so he could grow and learn from that without yeah, someone like Luke in his life. I think Luke's probably my favorite too. But as far as like, so side characters, so not a main character at any point, side Kirk. characters, I think Kirk, I think Jackson. <laughs> I think, I, love, I mean, I, I think love Kirk is. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Kirk is a great contender. I do love Jackson, though. But yeah, so let us know on our Facebook page or Instagram who your favorite character is. And is there anything else? 
I am recommending the Model Instruments books because I am in the first book. I'm halfway through the first book and it's only been two days. I can't Have put it down. Have you never read them before? I've never read the Model Instrument books before. Oh I God, know it's a shocker. Make sure you have all of the books. <laughs> I went to Bookman's <laughs> today and I bought the next three in the series. So I have the first four books. Okay. So like the first, so that will yeah, keep me for two weeks. At the, at, the, at the rate I'm reading, it'll keep me for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's, there's like, there's a set of like the city of whatever. That yes. one. So there's a set of those. And then there's like a couple of other sets that all go together, but they're in the same universe. Make sure you have the full set of the first one because you will be so angry at the end of some of those books. <laughs> well, I got books one through four. So I'm hoping. I think that, I think that's it. I think that's all that's in the, in the series. Um, no, there's more than four, but one through well, four. No. Oh, you one mean th- as a set. Yeah. I think that uh-huh. set is only four books. And then there's a net, there's like three other sets of. Series. I see. Okay, yeah, when I go but, back to Bookman's, which is a used bookstore for anyone who doesn't know what Bookman's is, great place. I'll get more. But yes, that is my recommendation. I'm trying to come up with a recommendation for you guys every episode. That's my current one, Mortal Instrument Books. And I'm really excited because I heard that they did an adaptation, either a TV or movie of it, and that it was the cool. worst thing ever. The and movie. I really want it. It's a movie. Oh, I am so excited to watch it and see how they messed it up. I so lo- they did a movie. I love bad movies. They did a movie and they did a series. Oh, I'm so excited. I, movie... I'm not even exaggerating. I want to see how bad they did. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. The, oh, show, so the show I didn't hate. They took some extreme liberties um, that were completely unnecessary. But um, the show overall I liked. But the t- the movie was of course hilariously bad. Well, it's like Vampire but, Academy. I read the Vampire Academy series, and then I watched the movie. And the movie is a bad adaptation, but I loved watching it. It's one of my favorite bad movies. And I don't know if it's an actual bad movie outside of the adaptation form, because I had read the books, so in my mind... It, it is. It is? Okay. Because <laughs> you haven't read the books. I have never read have. that. I've never read that book. But I, I have, have read, read the... I have read the first... Um, set of books for the Mortal Instrument series. I really do like them, but I'm telling you now, it ends with uh, things unanswered, and so you have to have the next book because you will be very frustrated if you don't. So just, <laughs> just letting you know. Make sure you have the entire set of. I think I do think it's four. I do think it's only four, but because um, I was kind of thinking it was only three, but I, there might be four. So, but that's the first set. So make sure you have the first set and that is what the movie is. And that is what the TV show is. It's just that set. So Um, that's my recommendation for books and also for a movie, because you know, as soon as I get to the point where I can watch the movie, we're watching it and reviewing it on here. Absolutely. (laughs) So so that's my recommendation. Sorry, what? I said, I recommend it too. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's great. Anyway. We went way over on this episode. Let us know if you like the longer episodes, though, because we can and would talk forever, given the chance. So let us know if you <laughs> need us to tone it down or if this is a good length. But in the meantime, check us out on social, Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and Patreon. And this is Laura. And this is Taya. Saying goodnight. Bye.
拜。